On this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock, we cover Google Marketing Live's Google Ads updates to the P max. That's right, Google can't stop and won't stop with new ads updates, video ads and discover, insight tab updates, ads and shorts, and much more. And we all go all in on the newest Google Core update. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock, just stay tuned Digital marketing news, but let's get specific Digital ads, SEO and analytics Social media and more Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform With new shows every Friday We give you the news with sass and puns And definitely high takes Thank you for tuning in You know what time it is it's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. Big A Shop. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock here on May 27th, 2022. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode. And we have Greg Finn back on the blower. I am back, and unfortunately, back on the heels of some atrocious news here in the US. One day ago, there was another hacking shooting, second week in a row that we've got to talk about this, where at least 19 second to fifth graders, 10 year olds were gunned down in Texas. And it's depressing, it sucks. Um, yeah. I was talking with my kids last night and they had a bus safety drill and you know you can't talk too much about this stuff it's you know obviously heavy and scary and awful um and they're talking about like bus safety and i'm like do you ever do any other like other safety stuff and like yeah once a year we do lockdown safety so i'm like that's depressing and i'm like what happens in lockdown safety and my boy goes, we hide in the backpacks. Oh my God. And I'm like, ugh. Oh. And I'm like, literally the only thing you can say now, this is my buddy, make sure you hide really good. And it's just like, that's the feeling. It sucks. And I wish all the families well, so. Really, really terrible. Um, and we've just been kind of thinking about this for the last couple of weeks a lot because the shooting a couple of weeks ago was also right here in our hometown of Buffalo. Um, we really want to do something to help out the families who are affected by that tragedy. So we're planning kind of a little special episode um, and we're planning on making it gated somehow to try to raise money um, for the people in that community. So we're planning on trying to do something fun also to lift everyone's spirits. And we're going to have some BFFs of the show on the blower. We're going to play some games. We're calling it Oops All Heck. Um, so hopefully we'll have that figured out and everyone can come together to try to support that neighborhood here. But yeah. Yeah, really we're trying to be like positive and all this. And it's, it's really hard. It's today. difficult. So, yeah. But it's an ode to Captain Crunch <laughs> where I know all the commercials accidentally bumps into the button and does oops all berries so we're gonna do one where it's hopefully uplifting get some people on and just do a bunch of shooting the hacks in one episode and again we'll figure out the details and let everybody know about where all the money and more is going to um here in our local city of buffalo but well, we're glad to have you back greg thanks what have yeah. you had going on so 
I couldn't make it last week because I had my boy getting a notification that there was an exposure to Bruno 19 in his classroom. Forgot we were calling it that. <laughs> and so my wife tests him. No symptoms, not you have no just looks normal. Tests him and he is positive for Bruno 19. So then we're waiting, and it's within that five-day period where it could be transmitted, and I didn't want to do it in a mask, the show. So nobody else in the family got it. Nothing. He had not a single symptom. They're all vaccinated, so thank science and everything like that. It was You would never know, and nobody else got it. But it's just, it was like vibes to like early pandemic, where you've got all these kids running around in the house, with no way of childcare or school or anything, and they're all super healthy, even when they're testing positive and just bouncing off the walls. And I think it was Tuesday. I was like, I gotta go outside. I bring my laptop outside. I'm working with it. And I think like Instacart came to the front because I couldn't go anywhere. And so I'm talking to Jill on the phone, and like the kids are running around. They're just beating each other up because they're, you know, they haven't left the house in four days. And I go to the front, and I'm coming to the backyard, and I feel something in my hand and my head. A bird pooped on me. <laughs> I'm just like, this is terrible. It's, good, it's luck. good luck. I know. It's not good luck. <laughs> and it's like, as soon as the boy tested positive for Bruno 19, my wife had all these big presentations. So she yeeted out of the house, went to a hotel. I'm sitting there with four days with the kids by myself. And then it's like, I'm like, all right, I got it. Ends in sight. And I get pooped on. By a bird. By a bird. <laughs> Just in case anyone seven year old. <laughs> so that's what happened to me, but I'm so happy to be back with you all. Oh, wow. Today. We're glad to have you too. I'm sure. Well, I'm still in the like getting pooped on phase because I have a one and a half year old. <laughs> And this week, we're trying to just, like, introduce her to some new foods. It's been rough. So I had this great idea. I was like, let's make non-bread pizzas. So I bought some naan and cheese and sauce, and I made it. And, like, this isn't something I would even enjoy, but I knew my husband would like it, and I was hoping the baby would like it. Put I put meatballs on it. I hate meatballs. <laughs> okay, ground beef. <laughs> Ugh. Made it for her. I know she loves meatballs. Put it in front of her on the tray. She proceeds to like dissect it, taking the cheese off, the meatballs off, eats the meatballs, and then uses the non bread to like wipe up the mess she made on the tray. Like it's a paper towel and she's cleaning. <laughs> Did she eat? No. Oh, okay. At least she knows how to clean. <laughs> yeah, it's silver lining. Housekeeping over there. skills. Yeah. Well, she's used to me like on my hands and knees under her high chair while she's sitting there cleaning up all the food she's throwing. Oh. So. They love throwing food. It's like <laughs> that was fun. It's got to be such a thrill to, to take throw this food. thing and just get it out of here. That's what they need. You know how they have those rooms where you can go and just like break glass and hit things with a hammer? They need nope. a food throwing room. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I could use one of those. Yeah, we need that. I got um, pooped on socially. I think this, <laughs> this week. So I don't know. I don't think I told the story on the podcast, but Shep, I told you that I was having a really awkward conversation with this guy at the playground a couple weeks ago because I wore my Michael Myers T-shirt and he was like talking about William Shatner. And I thought he was trying to tell me that William Shatner played Michael Myers in the original Halloween. But really, it's just a mask of him and whatever. So he gave me all these facts and I didn't I don't know how to what to do with my hands or how to talk to people because I wasn't drinking. And yesterday we go to the playground and I'm not drinking again. I had kombucha in a can and I think people were looking at me and judging me as if it was beer and I what wish we, it was. What were you doing? Snorting it? Yeah. <laughs> I was drinking it. Oh. You were just... So you no, were drinking. Nobody was judging me. No, but I was drinking my kombucha, yeah. but it wasn't beer. 
And it should have been because I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, he's really familiar. And then we started talking because his daughter was playing with my son and whatever. And then we go to leave because it's time to go home and eat dinner. And I say, okay, bye. Like, have a nice night. And he looks at me and goes, no, uh, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger this time. And I'm just like, bro, you waited until the end to say this. And now I'm just the person that wears like horror t-shirts. And I didn't know what to say. And I was just like, I only wear that a couple times a year. It gets repetitive. And it was just so awkward. And I'm just not, I don't know how to deal with people. And we're not going to the playground anymore. <laughs> so awkward. Jess, what is your life? I don't know. First of all, you are going to the playground. Yes, but I'm bringing a beer next time. <laughs> a mommy mug. Okay, just a reminder here before we get into the news. Nobody heard my cries last week. We still have very few responses about the t-shirt. So if you want your t-shirts, please respond to Killer's email. Fill out the form. We're going to have to start DMing people on Twitter, I think, because they're like not checking the email they use. Um, but we want to get your auto applies t-shirt. So please check that out. And also there is a new episode out of the agency scoop with cypress cypress north cgo jill fetcher she has another fun episode with lauren melinda from riveter design who climbed count Mil kilimanjaro yeah and like, like raised all this money for charity it, it's wow. really interesting she's like oh we're supposed to like climb the equivalent of it and we're like well what if we just climb it and it's like who thinks like that well, lauren melinda it's mm -hmm. very interesting if you want to check it out the agency scoop anywhere you the hiking the scoop <laughs> Before we get into the news this week, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Zapier. Do you ever wish there was some way to get all those apps you use at work to talk to each other or dreamed about automating routine tasks like following up with marketing leads or cross-posting on social channels without having to hire a developer to build something for you? Then you will love Zapier as much as we do. Zapier helps marketers make the most of the technology you already use, connect all your apps, Automate routine tasks and streamline your workflows so you can convert more with less chaos. And we are real life users of Zapier for a long time here at Cypress North. And Greg has an example of that he used literally today. Yes. Speaking of t-shirts. My favorite thing is when somebody comes and wants to work with us, we're something we already use because it just sells itself. Yeah. <laughs> but shipping t-shirts is surprisingly awful, but Zapier makes it so much better. So with this, we set up a Google form we emailed it out. We'll probably put, it, we're going to have shirts left over, probably put it on social and people that share our stuff. Um, so we have a Google form and it goes into a spreadsheet. And so to make things easier, I set up just two little zaps. One to make a new document that has the address that can be used in the printing system that we have um, and the shirt size so that we can pack it right up in the little thank you message. So all we have to do is that gets auto created and then we can just print that. And I connected that to Slack. So in our Slack channel, it'll say, hey, you have a new shirt to ship out. And it links over directly to the document so you can grab it and put it in and print it out. That's amazing. It That's makes amazing. life so much easier. <laughs> you don't have to just go keep checking these spreadsheets. It does it all for you. Obviously, it's a little DIY for you here. But it saves you so much time. And it's so quick and so easy. And it's bank grade safety as well so phenomenal and there's thousands of easy to use templates it just connects with everything you go through that and you put it in it's like oh i didn't it connects with this too it's it's unbelievable so if you're trying to get more information or if there's a task that's arduous for you right now try zapier and it can probably automate your life and make it easier 
So if you want to see for yourself why teams at Airtable, Dropbox, HubSpot, Zendesks, and thousands of other companies are letting Zapier make them happier every day by automating their business, try Zapier for free today at zapier.com slash clock. That is Z-A-P-I-E-R.com slash clock. Check it out, people. You'll be happier. <laughs> okay. Big news this week because it was Google Marketing Live on Tuesday. I know a lot of our listeners had the pleasure of being there. Did anyone watch? I watched a little bit. Greg had the scoop before. I embargoed in. Yeah. I had to cover it, so yes. Well, it's not a mystery. Your article came out like right when the presentation started. I don't think anyone's like surprised that you okay. got it a little early. I won't. I don't. If I embargoed, it stays with me. Yeah. So I thought it's always like interesting. This year, the whole big thing was that they're a new campus, their new Google campus in California. I'm just thinking in my mind, like, we paid for that. It was like, <laughs> why are they like rubbing it in our face? It just feels so weird. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, it was an interesting setup. They started with like Will Smith joke. Didn't, didn't yes. see that coming. I'm like, wow. I, they were like, it's like the Oscars. Neither did. And I was like, no, it's not, sir. And then they were like, everyone stay in your seats. I can finish that. I wasn't sure if I should. I, I could finish it. So, did Chris Rock was the end of your last yeah. sentence. Yes, you're right. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I cut off your joke. No, I stopped on purpose. I wasn't sure. Then they had all of the like... The countdown until it started was all of the like prizes you can get for being a Google partner. So people were like on scooters and bikes and stuff. I don't know. Oh, it's just like so interesting. I didn't know Miley Cyrus was going to be there. Maybe I would have gone. Okay. So we're going to run through some of the biggest announcements. If you want the full recap, Greg has an article on Search Engine Land that breaks everything down. Um, but starting here with surprise, surprise, you guys, it was only a matter of time. Ads are coming to YouTube Shorts. So Google VP and General Manager of Ads, Jerry Dishler, announced that starting Tuesday, um, May 24th, the ads on video action campaigns and app campaigns will be automatically scaled to fit YouTube Shorts, which, again, this is not a surprise at all. I think it's interesting, too. I'm assuming, assuming the revenue share is going to be like, you don't have to pay the creator like you do for a YouTube app currently, right? Like they didn't talk about that. But that's they, how it works on TikTok. You're just running ads. They stated that there's going to be more for creators around shorts, so, it sounds like. Okay, that would be nice. I personally was offended <laughs> that it wasn't Neil Moynihan by himself <laughs> out here with the phone one inch from his face. Good I thing still, you didn't get that tattoo. Still the leader on my tattoo list is Neil staring into the <laughs> phone. Well, maybe we'll get some better shorts now if they are giving money to creators. We'll see. All okay, right. what's next? So there were seven updates coming to Performance Max campaigns, and I think most people thought about this. I would say this was a gigantic seven nothing burgers, except mm -hmm. for the hotel one that came out. It's actually coming out yesterday on Thursday. Um, but basically, the optimization score for Performance Max. What do you want me to do? Change the audience signal? And the example I think was that you can do new customer acquisition. So that's at least helpful. But yeah. you don't be, like what am I gonna optimize? It's an unoptimizable uh, it source. It literally is. So you're like turn on performance max one hundred percent increase. Yes. Um, another thing that's pretty big for retailers is in-store goals. So you'll be able to optimize towards driving foot traffic if you're a brick and mortar, click and mortar. You'll be able to drive people in-store. Did you make that up just now? <laughs> no, it's a thing. Oh. 
Like um, so you'll be able to do that, which is pretty cool. I've not really seen that be that accurate, though, the in-store stuff for some of the stuff we've done. But if it's working for you, that's pretty cool. You can also do burst campaigns if you set up in-store. So that's essentially like a, a set time frame. So for seasonality, let's say you're heading into a holiday season and you want to try to drive a quick burst of traffic. Like to me, that's what Performance Max really should be is like, like I don't care. I just need something. That's that's what I think of Performance Max. Like, I don't want to try Performance Max. There's not like time for it to learn though if you're turning it on quick. Can we talk about I, that? I, there's not much information on burst campaigns to be fair. Not surprised. There's also additional insights and explanations. So you're getting more intelligence on your performance max to see like what is working, where the clicks, you can't do anything with it though. Like what is happening? And then I think the biggest news is they said there's new experiment tools coming to performance max. There isn't for the record. What it will do is take select campaigns that you have in your account, allow you to turn on the select campaigns with Pmax and analyze how much extra lift you had on that. And usually with something like a, a scientific um, experiment or, or scientific test basically, you'll have your control, your variable, and you'll see the results, mm -hmm. right? You can't control your control in this. You get to use comparable, comparable, I can never say it right, comparable campaigns and then the comparable, so you can't say I want branded, I want competitor, I want this, I want this. Google will give you comparable campaigns and you can splice that with performance max. So you can test what Google says you can test with that and performance max. I look at it, it's like, that's a sales tool. Mm -hmm. wow. There's nothing that's going to help me on that. At least if I was like, hey, this audience signal might be better than the other audience signal, that could be helpful. Or what is new customer acquisition versus non-new? These aren't experiments. This is propaganda. propaganda. <laughs> Alleged propaganda. Um, and lastly, well, there's two more things. There's more availability and access. Performance Max wasn't available in Search Ads 360, the paid version of Google Ads. It is now available there, and it is also in the Google Ads app. So if you love making campaigns on the go on your phone. You can make Pmax campaigns. I can't think of anything more disgusting than being like, oh, I'm just going to pop a Pmax on my iPhone. Oh, my God. <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> so disheartening. <laughs> and lastly, I think the biggest thing, again, that comes out yesterday is Performance Max for hotels. So if you're a hotel and you're trying to get you all these different locations, you can then put that in, and it will be, uh, again, location-specific here include property-specific queries on search, so not just the Marriott, but the Marriott in that location. So pretty cool if you're a hotel and you have no time or energy or capability and you just want to do a brain-dead PMAX campaign. All right, the next update we have here, apparel retailers rejoice. A whole new swipeable shopping experience is coming to search. And I said apparel on purpose. Everything I'm about to say applies only to the results for apparel-based searches. So first off, on mobile, the organic product listings will be combined with shopping ads in one highly visual feed, and it looks really nice. It's cool. It really looks good. It all fits nicely together. Obviously, the ads are clearly labeled, but it's a cohesive experience. It's really, really nice. We'll have it up on the screen if you're watching. That was something I noticed from GML, too. Like, at one point, he was like, clearly labeled, of course, about ads. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to note. <laughs> because people will complain. 
Um, with the new feed comes a new swipeable ad format. This features big images that users can swipe through, hence the name swipeable, with multiple products from the same advertiser. It's really, really cool. The new format will be rolling out later this year and available in both Search and PMAX campaigns. Okay, so get excited for that. Google said the ads, quote, will be clearly labeled as ads and will be eligible to appear in dedicated ad slots throughout the page. We're also rolling out new ways to showcase multiple product images within shopping ads in the U.S., along with information such as product descriptions, reviews, and product availability with no further action required of advertisers, end quote. No further action. No further action required. Um, no further questions. Yeah. Is that a legal joke? <laughs> I don't know if I object yet. We no, I just shall feel see. Like they say that all the time. It's like you don't have to do anything to upgrade to um, data-driven attribution. But I know, like, but that's like thanks because you want me. me to do it exactly. So we'll see. But Greg, when you covered this for Search Engine Land, you said it really well that the bigger, bolder experience will help all retailers in the results because it's going to keep users more engaged and active. So whether you're on the organic or paid side of that, just love to see it. Like I said, it's a really cohesive experience. It does look nice. Not hacking on this one. Okay. And we also have some updates coming to everyone's favorite page, the insights page. So first, there is a new attribution section that will show advertisers a better view of what drove conversions within the accounts. You can log in and check that out. There will also be um, this new attribution model feature where if Google thinks there's a better attribution model for you, they'll tell you and you can up upgrade print For quotes. you or for them? Yeah, I feel like it's always going to be data-driven, right? Like It's going to be whatever makes... PPC if you can't tell what the data is driving it and what makes up the attribution and you can make things look the way you want. Yeah. There's also <laughs> going to be some new technology with customer lists. You can see which customer lists are driving performance for campaigns with privacy at the forefront, of course. <laughs> Clearly labeled privacy. <laughs> All right, and there are product feeds coming for a shoppable YouTube experience. It appears this will be at least starting only on YouTube Shorts, and so I don't really get that, but I guess you can... I would start it not on Shorts. Shorts are a minute long. Maybe they mean you can sell Shorts first. No, they do not mean that because it's only going to be on YouTube Shorts. Exactly, they said a key step on our road to developing long-term shorts monetization solution for our creators, which we'll share more about soon. So I guess cool if you're selling stuff. And they also hyped up shorts. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't think people are using shorts. I think they're still just thinking they can get, it's the same thing with reels. Like they think they can get those TikTokers over. It's like that with Google Plus. We're like, ooh. What's that guy's name? That guy was some, and then I think he had like. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> it's something brought against him, I believe. Hmm. This all might get cut out, but that's what Google Plus used to say: is that, oh look, people are really using this, and then it's like all of a sudden they just killed it right off. Hmm. But it was always, oh, it's great, it's great, Google Plus, everybody loves, it, everybody loves, it, everybody loves, it's gone. Something else we don't have a ton of uh, information about yet. Loyalty program ads integration, which apparently means advertisers using PMAX along with a product feed will be able to drive loyalty signups across YouTube, Display, Search, Discover, Gmail, and Maps. 
which is an interesting long-term play. Loyalty programs do work to keep folks coming back, I think, usually. But it's a really different objective from something like actual sales. So then you're throwing PMAX into the mix. And I would just say be careful with the implementation, kids. But we don't really know a lot about how this is going to go down or have any more information. So we'll report back when we do. Sounds like a big shift and something you'd want to watch. Mm-hmm. All right. And next up from Google Marketing Live is the fact that coming soon, this is actually really cool and it's not ad-based, um, 3D models of products, augmented reality is going to be um, opening up, it appears. I believe Jenny said it was in Marketplace. I'll look at that and follow up on that. But basically, if you have 3D models, you'll be able to um, have those appear directly in the search engine results pages. I'll, again, look that up and, and report back. I believe it's something called Marketplace. And as you know, cable is pretty much dead unless you're in a hotel room and not Nicole Waddington. <laughs> more and more folks are viewing YouTube on the tube, which for you know you younger folks that don't know, that's what us old people used to call the television. <laughs> so <laughs> enter Google audiences for connected TVs, where advertisers will soon be able to use connected TV campaigns to target viewers across YouTube and most other connected TV apps with affinity in market and demographic audience segments. Affinity are already in global beta. That's huge. It's the future, right? I can't wait to see like where this goes. It makes up honestly my television is 90% of my YouTube experience. Mm-hmm. Like I barely view it on my phone or computer. It's all about the TV. I think this makes so much sense. You like YouTube on your TV? 100%. No. No, it doesn't do a good job, but well, like Let me let me sell you something. Your TV YouTube shorts. No, that, <laughs> I'm sure they're gonna like comments sure with help. No further either. questions. <laughs> okay, I have two because Greg skipped me. So first, video ads are coming to Discover. That seems like a no-brainer. That's exciting. That's a big deal because yeah. lots of video in there anyway. Yeah, I could see a place for shorts there. <laughs> Not on my TV, but put it in Discover. That's sure, fine. Sure, on a it's mobile quick. device. Yeah. You don't use Discover. I don't. Actually, no. I hate short. I don't use short video sense. either. I don't yeah. like you're it. in a different place. It's like when you're in TikTok, you need to have the volume able to play. You need to be like in a very specific setting that like Gen Z finds themselves in and moms never do. I swear oh, to God. Yeah, you, the volume comes on, the yeah. whole family wakes up. Yeah. It's awful. I probably once a week think about how bad YouTube is handling their business. And I just stay up. It's like 2 a.m. and I'm just thinking about what the heck YouTube is doing. I'm trying to like find things. It's like this is unbelievable how bad, poorly they're running it. Is that why you wore that shirt today? YouTube yeah. red? <laughs> okay, they're also introducing checkout on Merchant. So with this impl- implementation, customers won't need to go through so many screens or pages to check out and instead they can be sent directly to the existing buy flow form in merchant directly from the product listing so according to google merchants will quote own the customer as the transaction happens directly in their flow i feel so weird about this like i love like shop pay but also if they're buying something from me i like want them on my site yeah, your your average order be, value is going to go yeah. down, right? If you like just buy this, and you just check out. You can't upsell. You can't do certain things. Like, cool in a way because it makes it more seamless. But I'd imagine you're gonna your your AOV is going to drop. All right, another interesting item, and I think very smart by Google is that the asset library in Google Ads 
will be available for everybody somehow. I don't know how this exactly works, but you'll be able to put all types of information in there and it doesn't have to be just Google Ads users. So you can say all my ads are here. It's almost like a dam in a way where you have all your images and ads in one repository. So that's kind of cool. You can just be like, here's all my, my ads, use it for whatever you want on your ad roll or programmatic, whatever. Um, and another item that is happening that isn't as cool is from the asset library, you can now make a YouTube video in as little as 60 seconds. So you have these weird templates that you can use and you put in just your product or your other your your information and you can make a YouTube video and it posts automatically to YouTube and but you can use it as an ad. If you can see it, if yeah. you do have Pmax, you should use it if you have no other options. Agree. Yeah. And I think it's a step in the right direction with that. Like that would be great for performance max. So if you could take like you have items where you can show whatever creative you want on a phone or you can show a product catalog or pricing so you can you, you don't just get it's not like a mystery as to what happens at least you get to see it in a way so i probably won't be using it but i dig it as an alternative to what pmax is making today awesome and for those using enhanced conversions there's a new lead funnel report that will be coming to google ads later this year to help visualize lead progression it looks pretty nice it's very simple it does math for you Good stuff. We'll have it up on the screen. All right. And from our Discord channel, if you wanted just a very, very stripped down, but everything included rendition of Google Marketing Live, Deanna Altina Aldea has a great LinkedIn post that just is very, very simple. You don't have to read as much. And she covers everything there in bullet point. So that will be over on community.marketingclock.com or marketingclock.com forward slash newsletter. All right, and there's more news here today. Google has released a new broad core update on Wednesday. It is the first broad core algorithm update of 2022. Does anybody have a guess as to the name of the update? Okay. Jess. Jess. The May... 2022 update. Wow. You, how did you think of that? You know, I'm, a, I'm just in tune with them over there. Yes. <laughs> it's I, hot to go. I blurted out on our notes here. but it's Yeah, I did May not cheat. It just took a wild guess. 2022 <laughs> core update, according to Danny Sullivan of Google. The most recent update was November of 2021, so it's been a while, as Aaron Lewis would say. Yes. And... Oh, what's that noise? It's time for Barry's Charts with Greg. And over on Search Engine Roundtable, <laughs> Barry has a look at everything that's happening. Most of the tools were pretty similar. There are a few standouts, and I really, really loved AccuRanker because it just zigged when everything else was zagging. It has basically no activity around this recent update and it's like the opposite of every other tool go to searchengineroundtable.com to see all of barry's wonderful charts another great example was moz moz.com and moz has their temperature and i swear that from may 2nd to may 8th i think it broke i think moz temperature broke oh 
You know how sometimes that little thing gets stuck? I think it got yeah. stuck on those days. Well, you so. know they have like the free salsa. It's like the spiciest one, temperature. <laughs> so I appreciated that. But the winner of the charts clearly is S-E-M Rush. I look at this chart. I am just calm. I reminds me of the ocean and what? the waves crashing. These the are hot ocean. ocean. These are ocean waves crashing. Yeah, it is, crimson tide. Where's that? Look Alabama? at that chart and tell me that does not calm you down. I think it looks, it looks like, like fire. Mount Kilimanjaro and agency scoop. <laughs> oh, Lauren Melinda. No, it's waves crashing down. And the winner of this week's Barry's charts with Greg is Semrush, and that was Barry's charts with Greg. A Visual program for an audio podcast. <laughs> you said it backwards, but we got to keep going. <laughs> now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week's take of the week is... Wee wee wee! A takeoff, a first takeoff that we've had in a while. I what, love why, a good takeoff. Why are you laughing at that? I'm laughing at your sound effect. You sound oh. like my son doing a rescue vehicle. <laughs> wee wee! <laughs> All right, this is where we pick the top four takes of Google Marketing Live from Twitter, and you we pick vote one of the four. One winner. There can only be one. First up, from John Kagan at John Kagan on Twitter. Me, excuse me, Google. I have questions on transparency of Pmax ad units. Google, shut up and watch Miley Cyrus and stop asking questions. Can I give a comment? Sure. This is the same thing with the campus for me. Like, am I the only one who feels like, okay, Miley Cyrus is performing, we're paying for that, but like, where is the money coming from? You sound it's like an angry taxpayer. <laughs> same thing with like that Lula Rich documentary when they had Katy Perry or whoever perform. Where's the money coming from, and why don't I have it? Why do you think CBCs have been going up every single year, even though they're smart bidding? Like, don't tell my heart. My achy, breaky heart. Okay. <laughs> you are the only per Okay. <laughs> we don't have time for that. All right. Next up from Amalia Fowler, at Amalia E. Fowler on Twitter. She says, I feel like every year we just get gaslit. Quote, we're listening to you arrow here are things you didn't ask for quote so you're not listening to us quote but we are listening here's more things than a word salad quote so not listening quote but automation is the future all right next up from harrison j hop on twitter he says i'm going through a search query report as i listen to google marketing live 2022 and all I can think about is how little faith it gives me in all the machine learning and broad match talk. And lastly, in a response, Julia Vise said, load your loyalty benefits right into Google for existing members. How is this privacy safe? Tell me how. To which the final take from Julie Bacchini at Neptune Moon said, all caps, it is not. Upload all of your customer and lead data so we don't have to collect it is not an answer to privacy. So you can vote on John Kagan with Miley Cyrus, Amalia Fowler with being gaslit, Harrison J. Hep 
with the search query report and Julie Bacini on privacy. Your votes. Okay. First of all, I'm jealous of John Kagan. Because <laughs> he saw Miley? He's so close to her. That's like a big deal. This okay. could be a 10x Zoom. Uh, to be fair, I'm I think voting. he zoomed in. I'll DM him and let, let everybody know. I'm voting for him. I would have gone to Google Marketing Live if, if I knew Miley was performing. We should go next year. We're not even premier partners. Oh, you have to get invited? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you just had to pay a lot of money. From, you can see Stop the Scale book here. PPC Kirk, go buy it on Amazon.com. Okay, I thought you just had to pay a bunch of money. Okay, invite me next year. Okay, so I'm going to vote for John. Guess what? If anybody Google's listening to this right now, there's no way it's ever coming invited. here. No. They strip us of everything. We're not even going to be able to use Chrome if they listen to us. <laughs> All right. So I'm, Greg doesn't vote? anyway. I'm voting for only one. One vote. Okay, John Kagan. Jazz. Ugh, the country fan in me wants to vote for Miley Cyrus, but I'm not going to because Mr. At Harrison J. Hep has a really good point, and I feel like it resonates very strongly with the good marketers out there. Greg has to split the vote. I agree. Yep. I'm going Harrison J. Hep. I thought it was a well-constructed tweet. John Kagan was second. You know what? Both of you, if you want auto applies t-shirts, you can get them. So DM us at Marketing Clock. And it'll go right to us in Slack, thanks to Zapier. Yeah, we should wear the shirts next week. Maybe then people will respond to the emails. <laughs> I'm going to be sick. I can't wear pink. Purple. What it's color is it? Literally Periwinkle. blue. I don't know. I wore maroon yesterday and the whole world I exploded. I'm not wearing time. color okay. again. Relax. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> don't change, Jess. <laughs> Thank <Please>. you, Greg. <laughs> now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why my people from Andrew Loke at Andrew Loke on Twitter. He said, we have a discussion at Savvy, his agency, about minimum bid limits in smart bidding. What do you think? One, minimum bid limits is a signal to smart bidding to not lower the bids below that level. Or two, minimum bid, li bid limits is a signal to smart bidding to not bid for keywords or products if it has too high bid higher than that minimum bid limit to be in auction. This was like galaxy brain for me. Like I've never mm. thought this hard about minimum bid limits, but there were some really, really smart um, replies here. So at Bloom Marty on Twitter said, ah, oh, I get it now. This is how I imagine it. Smart bidding calculates a bid of $1, which is below the minimum bid of $2. Then it can either A, bid $2 or B, not submit the bid. And then Chris Ridley said, I assumed it was B, Google Ads would skip any auction below the minimum bid limit as it deems it too high enough quality for your business needs. Not high enough. Not high enough. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, Chris Ridley. My apologies. I thought what Chris Ridley thought, but this is like spark. My whole brain is melting from this. So I hope Jenny replies soon and gets us an answer. Yeah. I don't think they know. <laughs> to be honest. Like, no, I bet I it's a C. Google yeah. Marketing Live. I'm like, I wonder how much budget they've collectively spent these folks from google ads on google ads my thought was like probably under one thousand dollars all the people talking like they have no idea what's going on and i bet they don't know to be honest oh you think they've ever like spent money any of the people on google marketing live no i mean Jeannie has oh yeah why didn't she speak i think there was a little bruno 19 incident oh, that would have just made the whole thing i know it would have been great 
Anyway, I, yeah, th it's a great question. I, I personally don't use minimum bid limits. Like it's it's just not. Never. If I'm them. gonna use them, I would use ECPC. So it's like every now and then I use maximum bid limits. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Get some answers. Maybe we'll use them. Now it's time for this week's pew pew lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts: paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week from Dario Zanoni. At Dario Zanoni, he makes me feel so seen with my I don't know who needs to hear this idea. He always uses it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this, but an account map view is now available in Google Ads Manager accounts. It's a neat feature that makes information about managed accounts clearer and more readily available. Have you guys checked it out yet? It is really nice. Yeah, I saw those examples. Usually when you click on just like your manager account level, you see like all of your clicks and impressions and you think you're looking at a client and it's terrifying. It stresses me out. Bookmark yeah. this instead and click on it because it makes a lot more sense. It like links. If you have a client with like multiple sub accounts, it'll link them together. Oh, that's nice. So you can see relationships. You can see, you can open and close account cards to control the amount of detail. You can see which items are shared between accounts and you can add or remove the shared items. So... Everyone should look at this. It's a welcome change for me. Okay, from the desk of Christine Zernheld, a.k.a. Shep, I got an email this week saying only one of my accounts was automatically upgrading to data-driven attribution on June 22nd. I, I thought this was happening like across the board, but I only got the email about one, and it was the marketing o'clock account, which is like the lowest spending of all of our accounts. It was a strong candidate, right? It was the words they used. I got this email too and I yeah. giggled. <laughs> so I don't know if they're upgrading earlier or what's happening, but just be ready. You're probably going to be automatically switched to DDA. And if you don't want to, you need to figure out how to opt out and you can. Okay, this is another little ICYMI. There was an issue in Google Ads on May 24th that caused CPC to be, quote, incorrectly inflated. So there's like an update that's going on with this that I need to check live because it said they were going to update it right before the show. So I just want to check. It says, um, the problem with Google Ads has been resolved. Yay. We apologize for the inconvenience and thank you for your patience. It's shocking that the CPCs were inflated. <laughs> shocking. It says, no action is required, but you may see ongoing impact to reporting while we work to repair data before the month ends. So know that in your reports and hopefully it will not be reflected in your invoicing. Okay, Spotify is bringing back everybody's favorite political ads. <laughs> you guys, whose favorite? <laughs> On Spotify? <laughs> Apparently they had it and then it went away in 2020 and it's back, baby. It's back. Thank the lights. <laughs> okay, so a few stipulations here um, via Greg Finn, <laughs> Search Engine Land. Political ads will be eligible to run across thousands of podcasts on and off Spotify. Podcasts on the Spotify network will have the ability to turn off political ads. I think a lot of people should do that. Well, it, to be fair, it's political ads are only gonna be on Spotify podcast network podcasts. To start. Yes, so you will, but there are some that cross over. There are some that are exclusive to Spotify, like a Joe Rogan experience or Call Our Daddy. And then there's other like the Ringer podcast where you consume them anywhere. If you're owned by Spotify, you will have the ability mm. to run 
political ads. And then it also says that with that, it's not going to go to music. So free music listeners are not going to hear your political ads. Sorry. Um, Spotify will only host ads from known political entities, so no issue-related groups. And on that same note, it's just political season, people. Gird your loins. Meta targeting now includes upgrade, updated congressional districts based on the 2020 census, and you can target people based on that information. So the only catch here is that if a congressional map is in litigation, no targeting will exist for now, so you have to use zip code there. But if you want to target based on congressional district, have at it. I feel so bad for the marketers out there, and that's their life. It seems stressful. Everything's just changing so fast. I feel like they don't think they're marketers. Not they like, identify as like for the cause. Give me B to B sass all day long. <laughs> Over that. <laughs> what did you say earlier that you were trying to brand that for yourself because you are the sass? Putting the sass in sass. Yeah. That's <laughs> very you. It's very, it's perfect for her. We yeah. need shirts. Okay. Black ones. <laughs> no, it's for me. Ooh, yeah. Black on black murdered out shirts. I put the sass in sass. You wouldn't be able to read it. You would. It would be shiny, but it would be on cotton. Okay. I don't think so. Thank (laughs) you. Meta is adding more ad targeting information to its ad library listing. So this is via social media today. Andrew Hutchinson, look at me, please. It says, the updated ad library overview will include more specific information on how advertisers are using these more sensitive targeting options like social issues, electoral or political ads which could help researchers detect misuse or report concerns. So lots of fun things happening in paid. What's happening in organic? Well, first up, YouTube is adding new ways to make money with a gifted membership. This is a feature comparable to gifted subscriptions on Twitch. Viewers can buy a channel membership for other viewers. And it's a way to support creators, which is pretty cool. Um, The only thing I have for this there's one thing that should be paid on YouTube, and it's a playlist. And it's called Important Videos, people. Ugh. I would pay money for Important Videos. Important Videos. It's the best playlist on YouTube. Did you make it? No. No. Revergo? I have no idea. It is Made the it. most fire playlist anybody's ever seen. Important it starts videos. with ye. I would pay for it. Does it update? Or is it the same always? No one knows. We've never gotten to the end. Nobody We've spent knows. hours. It's it's the best playlist on the planet. It starts with ye. <laughs> Everything does. All right. There are new super resolution that's coming to Microsoft Bing, and it's using the power of deep learning, and they have a new team called the Microsoft Turing Team. There's a new model to help make blurry images look good. These examples they used are spectacular. <laughs> you see this like blurry salad and it fixes it and then like these lacy shoes and they show the detail on the lace. They use this Turing Image Super Resolution or T-ISR. It's really, really cool. My thought is like, is this like a deep fake? You know what I mean? This isn't really the shoe. It's the machine learning guessing what's there these aren't. Re- this is so cool, but it's in a way I feel weird because it's not real. If it's my face, I want to be blurry. Same. <laughs> yeah, like what if they 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 unblur your face oh, and like mess it up? My crow's feet. Yeah, and all of these I've been taking thyroid medicine. I have all these zits. You'd see them. Nobody would ever know, Jess. 
they might be able to see your thyroid in the zoomed in oh my goodness (laughs) forget the lace (laughs) all right next up over at etsy etsy search is now considering keywords and phrases within your listing descriptions when ranking your listings so they're going to use the keywords from titles tags categories and attributes to help match you to the right buyers they've got a bunch of tips for writing descriptions we're going along so i'm not going to run into it they also have search and best practices through a ultimate guide to Etsy search by Etsy, which is awesome. And I, for one, think this new version of Etsyo should help sellers. Oh, that's wow. <laughs> that's a shirt. <laughs> All right. Next up, if you want to loop a YouTube video or skip to its most watched moments, you can. I thought they came out before, but I just imagine our videos, there's going to be like the most watched moments and it. It's going to be just holding her computer up to her face. Nobody's watching that. People love that. All right. Snapchat is announcing a new integration with eBay. You can take any of your listings and turn them into stickers. So bid on that. And Chrome for Android will soon let you remove the Discover feed from the new tab page. Of course. Well, this story was from 95Google, but I discovered it from Glenn Gabe, the king of Discover. He says, new flag for removing Discover and following feed from new tab page in Chrome for Android. Chrome for Android just tested in Canary, and yep, you can remove the feeds. Interesting move by Google. Hmm. All right, Google is also shutting down its book on Google option for hotels. We reported it earlier, but it happened Wednesday of this week, May 25th, due to low usage from both partners and consumers. Google Translate is adding support for 24 new languages and now supports over 130 language languages across the world. Big props to Google for this. It's a lot of work to do all this. And they have some incredibly small populations that they're bringing this to. One specifically was the Vihai. I probably said that wrong, but it is only used by about 300,000 people in the Maldives. That's awesome. So like that's as much crap as we give like that's unbelievable that you're making the web accessible for a very small sample size so much work has to go into that kudos to you google all right next up from the businessofapps.com mobile game revenues declined 10 percent in the u.s and from the businessofjess.com Candy Crush game revenues are up 4,000% in Buffalo. I have not spent a dollar on that game since you yelled at me like seven years ago about it. Was that right? You were. I've saved sevens of dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Seven. All right. And by way of Chris Ridley, I think, is he on our payroll yet? Do we know? He's like our our UK He should be. He should be. From Sky.com, the facial recognition company Clearview AI has been fined 7.5 million pounds for illegally using images of Brits <laughs> scraped from online. Clearview AI, 7.5 million pounds. In my humble opinion, seems more like they had an <laughs> opaque view oh. AI of the law. Greg. <laughs> I'm so happy for you that you <laughs> were able to say that. He's gunning for me with these puns. They're so terrible. TechTechGo was caught giving Microsoft permission for trackers despite their strong privacy reputation. And then my final two stories here are about tax. So I'm going to call this segment Performance Tax. 
And first up in P tax, Google is criticizing Canada's proposed link tax from Matt Southern over on Search Engine Journal. Google is lodging criticism against the Canadian government's online news tax. It's basically what Australia did before, and it's only proposed right now, but it would make tech companies negotiate deals with news organizations. So keep an eye on that. And by way of our UK reporter, Chris Ridley, the C in ICYMI, Chris says the UK <laughs> government is considering an online sales tax as a means to rebalance the taxation of the retail sector between online and store retail. This is running from February 25th to May 20th, so it's ended. But be careful. See what happens. There may be more tax. And that's it for Organic What's Happening Social Bun. First of all, I cannot believe... Your pun game came in strong. You talk about DuckDuckGo and you don't call them a quack? Are <laughs> yeah. they a quack? Well, they're going against their privacy. Whatever. They're not all they're billed out to be. Oh, birds of a feather, Greg, you and I. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to the news or everyone's going to stop listening. First up, Facebook has a new and improved video composer. It is reimagined and all the rhetoric that you love to hear. It is supposed to be more simple, efficient, and effective. Publishing your next video is as easy as one, two, three, according to their lovely banner where they talk about it. Matt Navarra shared some screenshots of it. It does look easy to use, but it's Facebook, so I know that can't be right. It's either oversimplified or we're missing something. <laughs> um, one thing that is pretty cool, though, um, there's now an accuracy score for auto-generated video captions. So in the example that Matt Navarro shared, it said auto-generated English accuracy rating is high. It said only 44 of 832 words were unclear. So there's still an option to review and you That's probably awesome. should, but it's cool that it kind of gives you a sense of maybe how thoroughly you need to review. I think that's great. Uh, Jack Dorsey has stepped down from the Bird's Board of Directors. Hit the road, Jack. Oh. It's licensed. We probably can't just insert that song. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, it has nothing to do with Elon Musk, right? According to TechCrunch, the plan was for Dorsey to leave um, around this time for the 2020 meeting of stakeholders is when his term was going to expire. So it, it, it seems like a weird timing, but it's this was planned. He's Don't. been very agreeable with Musk, to be fair. Don't let the door see hit you on the way out. Oh, wow. Shit. I'm just going to sit down and let y'all do the puns for the rest of the show. You're doing really well. TikTok is launching live subscriptions or hashtag live subs, which I love. Sounds delicious. With a select group of creators this week, the offering will enable live streamers in the app to generate recurring revenue from their efforts by sharing exclusive streams with a paying audience. Subscriber badges, custom emotes, and a subscriber-only chat are some of the benefits if you sign up. Seems cool if you're into that. The Wall Street Journal published an article this week that should sadly make us all feel really seen. The entire, I have a screenshot here, the entire screen, my entire monitor above the fold is just a big thumbs down <laughs> Facebook. And it says, hello, hello, is this Facebook? Anybody there? Nope. Um, let me get my computer. It says users with account problems go to extreme lengths to reach someone, anyone for customer service. And we've all been there, especially on the ad side of things. So it, this should come as no surprise, but it, the whole thing, spoiler alert, starts with a tale of 72-year-old Cleveland-based user, John Bacon, who had to disable his account after being hacked and he couldn't reach a human. So sad, but someone needs to tell him about a genius life hack, according to Business Insider. 
Facebook users are buying $300 VR headsets so that they can contact Oculus support to have their accounts turned back on. Pizza Greg confirmed it in Discord. That's insane. He said he's heard it as well. That is so sad. It's a brilliant word it for sad. Us? I just like you have to put you have to buy an Oculus to talk to a real human. It's like you have to buy a fake world to talk to real humans. It's Unbelievable. Crazy. It's crazy. And Do the they best have ad part, support? Probably not. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet till we start running ads there. But I love that it also noted in this article that these folks are returning the headsets after they get their Facebook accounts turned back on. So props to you people. That is called innovation. And I'm happy. But someone tell Mr. Bacon. I feel bad. Not Kevin. Uh, Last week, we overanalyzed the change in amount of purple on Instagram's logo that was spotted in the wild. This week, we have an official update from the Graham. They described their visual refresh with... Lots of posturing. They've reimagined it with vibrant colors to feel illuminated and alive. They have a new typeface that's designed with their heritage in mind. There's a new layout that's content forward. I think it's ugly. I don't like that at symbol at all. None of this looks good. They don't even have the backwards R for corn. <laughs> it's also, all, if you look at shop the looks here, the O's aren't exactly the same. It's very, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not in on this. Oh, that kind of looks like my handwriting. That's fine. This is Instagram Sans, right? They're calling it. It's so ugly. It's so stupid. I can't. Uh, Oh, good. We're almost done. Last up in social. (laughs) Recurring notifications are coming to Messenger. Is it made a Messenger? Facebook Messenger? People are just calling it Messenger. Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Not aptly named because recurring notification sounds awful. It sounds like you're going to get the same push notification over and over again. You're not. That's not the case. What it really means is businesses will be able to send proactive automated messages to people that have opted in. So basically SMS marketing via Facebook Messenger. And I'm into it. And now on to our segment segment here. Jess, what do you got? I got claim your name. New social network alert. Stimulus, it is a happy social network that is making social media happier by encouraging generosity, which sounds really sweet, but do not be generous with your brand identity. Claim your name. At Greg Finn on Stimulus.com there. All right. And uh, next segment segment is called Heckin' Savage, where Adam Savage from Mythbusters rants about Google search in his laser commercial laser printer. He talks about SEOs, basically diluting the results with things that aren't what he's looking for, and he's got a diatribe. I think it starts about two minutes and 10 seconds into the link. Again, community.marketingclock.com. You'll see it there. But Mythbusters rants on SEOs. And in sad news, Bill Sawalski from SEO by the Sea has passed away. I hope wherever he is now that they have plenty of patents because he did the Lord's work by analyzing every search patent, breaking it down, and it is a huge loss for the SEO community. So, again, I just hope there's patents galore wherever he is now. And that brings us to our real life segment straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work good, bad, or otherwise. I feel a little better talking about this because I now recorded my presentation for SMX. So if you want to see it, you can meet me there on June 14th. It's free. But I used PowerPoint, which I have not used since college, and I was pleasantly surprised at how hard it worked. You can have this like speaker view where it has a timer 
so you can see how long you've been going and you can have notes for yourself and you can see what slide is coming up next or what bullets are coming up next. So if you ever find yourself in need of a presentation tool, PowerPoint is not a joke. And can I piggyback off that? Okay. Something working hard this past week was this woman right here. Her presentation is a showstopper. Fire. At SMX Advanced, your first speaking gig mm -hmm. that I think you've had. Well, except for this podcast. It prepped <laughs> you well. It's phenomenal. It's unbelievable. So well done. It's so tight. There's so much information and tangible takeaways. And the best part, it's SMX Advanced. You just like skip the head of the line. Just strolling in. You, it will not disappoint. The best part is, like Shep said, it's June 14th and 15th completely free mm -hmm. so please pause right now go sign up over at marketinglandevents.com forward slash smx and i and then i'm doing q a with you after so i want to hear like good questions positive vibes you're gonna love what shep did shep you. you worked super hard thank you and greg helped me like a heck of a lot and just listened to the presentation about five times so thank you Welcome. And I'm just going to keep the good vibes rolling here because I had, and this was not planned, working hard this week, Team Cypress North. Everyone here, we have had mountains of work. We've had a couple folks leave. People are stepping up to the plate. And I just, I was sitting at my desk today thinking how much I love my job. And I think everyone else here does too. And I know we're not out there saving lives, but we are in the sense of what we do. Everyone just, I don't know, we're helping our clients in every way that we can. We're having good conversations. We're helping their businesses. I just, I go home feeling like I actually did work at the end of the day. And I think everyone else does here too. And it is just nice to be a part of that environment. So kudos to everyone at Team Cypress North, our agency. Everyone's just really doing a good job. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's cool tool will help you interview. And that's the best I could do with a rhyme. It's Google. That rhyme is poo. <laughs> Says you. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Thank you. I thought really hard about it. Uh, the tool this week is Google's new interview warm-up tool. It uses artificial intelligence to help users practice answering job interview questions in various fields. It then uses machine learning to analyze your responses and provides insights on things like your use of job-related terms, the most used phrases. Maybe you can provide an alternative at some point and not say the same thing over and over again, as well as talking points, which uses Google's artificial intelligence to uncover important points in your replies, like highlighting your skills or other things that you touched on and maybe should expand upon next time. Really, really cool. Google does not save any of the audio or transcripts, but users can download that. So to help you practice offline, it's really cool stuff. If you're on the job hunt, this one is definitely for you. We'll have the link in our newsletter as well as on discord community.marketingoclock.com. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. Must-read marketing article of the week comes from 2019 BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe over on G Squared Interactive. Wait, what? No, searchengineland.com and Glenn talks about lucid visibility how a publisher broke into google discover in less than 30 days from launch and that is a pun on barry schwartz's 
Lucid Insider blog. And Glenn breaks down how Barry got so much traction. A lot of it is in the first point where Glenn says, it's unrelenting writing and publishing. Also talks about the time to discover visibility, articles and web stories, ranking in Discover, Google News, that there was no visibility until this week, which was actually last week, how he's getting search traffic, EAT, and if your personal expertise or authoritativeness actually matter. It's a great case study, and you obviously go follow at glengabe on Twitter and gsqi.com, but this is over on Search Engine Land, a must-read article about starting a blog by the one and only Glenn Gabe talking about the two and only Barry Schwartz. <laughs> and now on to our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingaclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. I will be selecting Music for a Sushi Restaurant from the new Harry Styles album. It is so fun. Greg, what's your pick? Uh, you took mine. Uh, <laughs> my pick, Jess, I think there's a line that you're going to love in this. I really do. Like, I think it's going to make you so happy. It's Aesop Rock. Difficult. It's a little bit chiller than I have, but there's a line that you're really going to love. Can't wait to discover what it is. For me, Greg, I think you already love this song, The Best Things by Filter. Underrated band. Amen. All right. That does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. Today, we are playing everyone's favorite game. Is it a game? It's draft. a draft. It's a draft. We will be drafting our favorite board games. Wait, board games? It's a it's a game. Favorite games. I don't know what you're going for well, with a this. A board game is different. Is it, it a card game? It can't Bo- be like just a standard deck of card game, but like Uno would count. Okay. Okay. That's Perfect. my line. What about Perfect. hide and seek? No. Okay, I'll cross that off. You don't have to buy anything. You good need game. to buy something. Okay. That criteria was not defined. And it could only be used for this one game. Perfect. So it's not a deck of cards. Okay, Greg, what is your first selection? My first selection is the number one game to play and the only game that may be a sport, poker. You need poker chips and cards. Poker is unbelievable. I play poker with my kids, my seven-year-olds. We play poker almost every night. It's awesome. And it's on TV. It's so fun. And you're actually like challenging. And it's different every time. It's always changing. There's no better game than poker. That is a bit of a stretch. I have a poker little table thing. You have to have chips. If you don't have chips, you can't play. It is a game, and it is the best game out there. Are you betting their allowance money? No, but I bet them like they can win like candy and stuff. Mm. High stakes. Okay, an actual board game for my selection will be Telestrations. Ooh, good game. It is so fun. It's like, have you ever played it? Never even heard of it. It's like the best of Pictionary, so you get a word, and you draw it, and then... Everyone gets a word and draws it, and then you pass your pad to the left, and then everyone guesses what that drawing is. So I love it because I'm so bad at drawing, and like it just turns into complete mayhem. So it's like the best of um, like telephone and the best of Pictionary. 
Uh, and it just like I've peed my pants multiple times playing. It's so fun. I play with my kids too. It's so fun because they have to like write the word to, and they're not that good at spelling, and they have to try to spell something. It's amazing. <laughs> yes. amazing we need to play that here. That would be really fun. It's really fun. And like if you're that. playing it, if you want to play on your phone, so like holidays when we're not all together, you can Google Draw Phone, and it's like a free version on your oh, phone. Cool. It's really fun. Good pick. Thanks. Yeah, Jess. Um, I'm going with Dominoes. I love. What are these picks? I have never played Domino. I don't even know if I There's play it right. Versions. Do we just play where you have to match up the numbers? Everybody like takes a turn. If you have a six, you have to lead with a six. Whatever. I just like the sound they make. You can play it yeah. anywhere. You just need one friend. Classic. I played the version where you need like five hundred dominoes and no, like a big seven. island. Yeah. No. Okay. Whatever. Those were both barely board games. They're not. What's but your next election? I was told they were games. I almost looked at you, but then I remembered it was a serpentine. <laughs> it's a serpentine. Yes. <laughs> um, ladder ball. What? What is oh this? Oh my god, that is a yard game. Not yard game. We were doing games. Like game night games. Game night in the summer, you can be outside. No, it's no, you can't be okay. Going like corn, like we can I was going to do cornhole too. You can't. That's not Shoot. like a game. Okay, 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 okay. Settle down, game. settle down, settle down. Um, clue. <laughs> Oh, good pick. Redemption. I, I might not have enough on my list. <laughs> what do we get to do with these if games? If you allowed other people. What? Do you want to play them? No, what, what happens? If, if I draft this, can I, like, okay, I won't say anymore. Jess, have you ever played the version of Clue with the VHS tape that, like, lines up to the game? No. It's, it, like, takes the movie. It's really fun. I've never seen it. And you, film. like, pause the VHS. That sounds really fun. Yeah. Do you play it backwards it's, at any point and look for Satan? No. <laughs> Because he did it. <laughs> um, okay, my next selection is catchphrase. It's fun. I'm really good yeah. at it. When you get the right partner, it just feels like you're so powerful and unbeatable. Those are very you picks. Yeah. All right, and so I'm next in the draft? Yeah. All right, so my first game is a game that you think you liked as a kid, but as an adult and as you got older, you realize it was the worst game on the planet, the most aggravating, annoying game then ever. why are you picking it? Because I feel like I wouldn't, my life wouldn't be complete without the game Mousetrap. Oh. <laughs> Mousetrap, the little thing falls down Triggered. every time you touch Triggered. the board. Yep. Can't. Can't play Mousetrap? No. Why? Mice. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It's like you put everything together and it's sort of like one of those, what, what's the name of it, where you've got the Pee Wee Herman type. Rube Goldberg Rube machine? Goldberg, yeah. yeah. RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and for my third pick in the Serpentine Draft, I'm picking one of my favorite portable games, Sushi Go. It's a deck of cards. You can play with adults. You can play with kids. It's a strategy game. You pass things around. It's, like, really strategic with what you have to do, and you can, like, kind of mess with the other people. And it's easy to pack, easy to take anywhere. Sushi Go. Check it out. And it's cheap. It's maybe, like, eight bucks. Okay. Never heard of I'll it. I'll take the recommendation. Um, I will be selecting the Us Weekly game. Oh it's my god! Really fun. <laughs> the what? <laughs> it's like you have to. It's kind of like categories or so, no, not categories. What am I? I'm not going to come up with the name of what I'm thinking of. But it's like sometimes you act it out to try to guess the celebrity. Sometimes you um, can like hum to guess the celebrity. It's really fun. But then you run out of celebrities and you need a break. I'd run out. And it real looks fast. like a magazine in the box. Oh. <laughs> Wow. These these picks are so you. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jess. I'll take that as How a How many are we doing? Four. So these You're are my last two. Okay. 
I'm going to go with the classic party game Outburst. No? Do you know, know it? I forget what it is. It's like, it's basically category. Somebody has a category and you like say like foods and everybody names the foods, but you have to get the ones that are actually on the card and there's a timer and no one loves a game with a timer more than I do. It's so stressful. You just like only have so much time to name all the things. See, it's like an outburst. Okay. And last pick. Where have you people been? I've this played it. I just can't game. remember. I feel like catchphrase like made that extinct. Well, I had Outburst Junior when I was a child and it was fantastic. Um, speaking of childhood, my last pick Dream phone. <gasps> what? Wow. Do you remember Dream phone? No. You would like make phone calls to find out who had a crush on you. And this one, it was like a real phone, like a pink phone. It had recordings on it. And this one guy you would call was a total butthead. And he would say, <laughs> I know who it is, but I'm not telling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They had this in my ignorance basement. Oh, bless that you, That was the best game. Oh, you're welcome. I didn't know the name. Also, honorable mention, Mall Madness. Yes, that they're like equals. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, my last pick is gonna be Code Names. Ever played it? No, but again, no. it's a very you pick. It's similar to catchphrase. Like you're trying to like be on the same wavelength as the other person. Use clues to make them guess your word or two words at once. It's really fun. <laughs> uh, I have to trust you on that. <laughs> You would like code names. I know. It's a good game. I've actually purchased it for somebody before. Oh. But I've never played it. All okay. Right. And my final game is my favorite game ever. It's a strategy game, and there's no board. You basically make the board with tiles. It's like super strategic. It makes your brain hurt, but it's so challenging. I play with our kids all the time, too. Carcassonne. And there's Wait, all these what? expansion packs. There's no game better than Carcassonne. It is the Carcassonne? Cool Carcassonne, yes. It is. I'll bring it in. We can play it. It is the most... Like cutthroat game. It's so awesome. Okay. Carcassonne. And then I have all the expansion packs except for like number two, which got canceled. <laughs> are you, The Sims? I uh, bring like those like a game night here. That would be so fun. Just eat pizza. Okay, everybody run through your list. Shall I start? Yeah, <laughs> Okay. No, it's fine. <laughs> I had Domino's, Clue, Outburst, and Dream Phone. I had Telestration slash Draw Phone, Catchphrase, The Us Weekly Game, and Codenames. <laughs> All right, and I had Poker, Mousetrap, Sushi Go, and Carcassonne. Okay, everybody, uh, vote for me and we'll see you next week. <laughs>